Comcast Business gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Offer 3120 restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. New business customers only limited to Comcast Business Internet. 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! I am your host for the evening, Sean B. And man, this past week's Raw was off the hook. I will get to that in a minute. Um, I'm going to address some of these these uh, crap talkers on Facebook. And much, much more as I dive into this all-new episode. But first... get my music all screwed up I just want to give a big shout out to Mr. Marcus Campbell he uh, sent me an email over the week and um, it's always awesome to get feedback from from the listeners out there so keep them coming I will do my best to uh, respond to them when I get them um and as always, anybody who emails me, um, res- gives me some feedback, anything like that, will always get a shout-out. So, I'm going to read uh, some of his email. Um, he said he loved the show, um, so big thank you for that as well. Um, he was... Uh, giving me some feedback on some of the topics I was talking about last week, such as um, I couldn't remember if John Cena had ever won the uh, Tag Team Championship, so he clarified it for me. Um, John Cena has been the Tag Team Champion twice, actually. The first time was with Shawn Michaels, um, and he said that came to an abrupt end, which led to the feud between Shawn Michaels and John Cena. Um, I don't know how I forgot that because they had a kick-ass feud. Um, it's it's Mr. WrestleMania versus probably Cena versus Michaels is the greatest of the Attitude Era versus the greatest of uh, this era of wrestling. 
So um, the second time that John Cena became the tag team champion was uh, when he was forced into the Nexus. And um, who can forget the Nexus? Again, that's how Bad Noobs Barrett got his start. Um, A lot of the big wrestlers are up and coming. Uh, Ryback was in the Nexus. Um, You don't see very much of David Otunga anymore. Um, But what's his face in the primetime players? Um, He was not Titus O'Neil. Why can't I? Darren Young. Um, He was in the Nexus as well. Um, But John Cena and David Otunga were the tag team champions. But it was very short-lived. And Marcus Campbell went on to say in this email that he agrees that if John Cena loses the U.S. title to Owens, that he should try his hand at the tag team championship again. Um, He said maybe he should tag with someone from NXT. But the only person he can think of is Samoa Joe, and that can open up some things for Joe when he is through with um, NXT. Um, he went on to say that he agreed that the tag team vision, tag team division is not the same as it used to. Um, and I completely agree with that. I, I talked a little bit about it on the last episode, how the tag team division is, um, in serious need of a revamp. There are some, um, there's some kick-ass people that can they can mash together um, to throw into the tag team division to make up for some of these square bears like um, what's their face Los Matadores. Everyone knows it's Primo and Epico, aka Carlito and Primo. Um, I never really cared for Los Matadores. Uh, there was a lot of people out there that. Um, Really, really bought the Los Matadores gimmick with their little, their little midget running around. That would have been a good match. The little Los Matadores midget versus Hornswoggle. I would pay to see that. Definitely. Um, but as for John Cena going, um, I really, really think he's going to drop the title to Kevin Owens this Sunday at Battleground. Um. Kevin Owens is hungry. He wants that title. And um, I don't see John Cena stopping him. Um, I'll, I'm going to get into some raw results here pretty soon. Um, we saw Kevin Owens make an appearance this Monday on Raw. Um, like I said, I'll dive into that in a minute. But first, I'm going to get into this week's top rumors and whatnot of the week let me find my i just lost my music here that is gonna throw into the background in case i get hung up then it's not just dead air playing if if my thing will stop being retarded so here we go top five wwe rumors of the week Starting with my shit will stop being all laggy. Ah, 
here we go. Another week has passed by in WWE's journey towards SummerSlam. Just like all those weeks that went by, um, this week is also filled with rumors. The plan for SummerSlam was once again the major talking point of the week. Brock Lesnar's return has stirred up the WWE landscape pretty well. And that has kick-started, kick-started some wild assumptions. The battleground stop before SummerSlam is also receiving its fair share of attention from the rumor mill. The upcoming weeks will shape up the scenarios clearly, but before that, here's a look at the top five rumors of the week. Kevin Owens versus John Cena feud is going to be stretched all the way to SummerSlam. Um, I don't know if that's quite a good thing or a bad thing. I'll I'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, the pairing gave two great matches till now. Um, they are tied one and one. So um, this is going to be. Round number three at Battlegrounds for Kevin Owens and John Cena. Um, and they will both be looking for something similar in the coming pay-per-views. Although the idea is to let these two compete at Battleground, the idea could be changed in favor of a big match at SummerSlam. Uh, says WWE likely is to play up some kind of attack angle involving John Cena so that he can be kept off television until SummerSlam. Um, no matter which way they choose, a big stipulation will be added to the match between these two at SummerSlam. There is no hint yet as to what, what the stipulation will be, but it will be out and about in the rumor mill sometime next week. Um, if there is an attack angle, I can see, um, I can see how WWE is trying to play that into to a big match at SummerSlam as the that's what the rumor mill is also saying about the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar match that um, it's gonna get something's gonna happen and it's gonna get stretched to SummerSlam so if um, the John Cena Kevin Owens story is getting stretched to SummerSlam and the Lesnar Rollins is getting stretched to SummerSlam they better throw some damn good um stipulations on these matches I would love to see Kevin Owens and John Cena in like a no hold barred match just um, let them beat the hell out of each other they've, they've both been going at it for months now um, they're tied one at one at pay-per-views um, Kevin Owens is a beast and hopefully one day I would like to see Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar. They are both um, absolute monsters. Let's see what is next on this. This page will hurry up and load. Of course. Of course, my stuff's going to be all all tarted when I need it to work. Um, if anybody out there has any feedback, feel free to email me at mbc that is mint berry crunch mbc 
42069 at gmail.com. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about the Cena Owens view? You think it should be stretched further into um, until SummerSlam? I think it might be a good thing. It might be a good thing. Um, since this page is deciding to be retarded, you only get one rumor for this week, guys. Sorry about that. Um, but moving on, this Monday Night Raw, or this past week, tonight, Monday Night Raw was airing. I haven't got to watch it yet. Um, I probably won't get to watch it till sometime tomorrow because I don't have cable. I catch it the next night on Hulu. So um, I will have tonight's Monday Night Raw results next week on the show. Um, but the raw results for July 6th are as follows. The show kicked off with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman addressing the world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins. Uh, we were live from Chicago and having conquered the East over the weekend, um, it was safe to say that Brock Lesnar has gotten his groove back since Seth Rollins and the authority left him in a heap in the middle of the ring two weeks ago. If anything, the Beast Incarnate seemed more uh, pissed off than usual when he returned to Raw this week. Um, I believe it was at a house show. Brock Lesnar absolutely destroyed Kofi Kingston. Um, I saw some uh, live footage footage stuff um, on, the, on the internet this past week, and... Brock Lesnar absolutely destroyed Kofi Kingston. Um, sorry about the background, people. Um, that is my co-host on my other podcast, Schizo, and she has no intellect whatsoever when it comes to wrestling, so her opinion is irrelevant. She, um, she don't know good wrestling when she sees it, folks, so... Uh, Brock Lesnar is a beast and will destroy he will destroy Seth Rollins this Sunday at Battleground if if something don't um, um, if something don't come up where Rollins keeps the title which seems which seems uh, like it's going to happen from all the rumors and stuff I've been reading. Um, I want Brock Lesnar to win, but sadly, I think that um, something's going to happen. But anywho, he destroyed Kofi Kingston over the weekend, and he started off this Raw's opening moments with Paul Heyman. Um, Paul Heyman had a very strong message for the world heavyweight champion. He said Seth Rollins and anyone who stands alongside him is marked and Lesnar would not leave um, would not leave the arena there in Chicago until he dealt with the champion accordingly. Um, later on in the show, 
all hell broke loose between Lesnar and Seth Rollins. But I will get to that in just a moment. Um, get into some more of the raw results here. Next up on the on Monday Night Raw was Big Show going one on one with the Intercontinental Champion Ryback. I mean Ryback. Um, um, Sunday at Battleground. Sorry, I was uh, reading ahead of my mind reading ahead of my notes and got all tongue-tied as you can hear um, at Battleground two of WWE's most imposing big men will go to war over the Intercontinental Championship um, along with The Miz I don't see The Miz really factoring um, too much into this match um, Big Show and Ryback can eat Miz before the match even starts, and then it'll be a one-on-one -on -one match. Um, but on Raw, the reigning title holder Ryback in the original challenger Big Show gave the WWE Universe a preview with a good old-fashioned monster mash. Um, while the Miz was over on commentary ringside, Miz's verbal meddling quickly turned to physical interference when he rushed both men in the ring. Uh, Big Show took the first punch, which means he got disqualified for the win. Um, that maneuver unfortunately put him square in the sights of both Ryback and the Big Show. Um, though with each man having... Hold on, I just, my nephew came into the studio and maybe lose my spot in my notes um, Big Show and the big guy joined forces for a two-sided stomping of the Miz and once the Miz was disposed of it was Ryback who got the last word taking the fight to Big Show with a meat hook clothesline that took the giant clean off of his feet um, so the winner of that match was the Big Show uh, via disqualification Um, this Sunday at Battleground, as as you heard me just say, is going to be a triple threat match. I'm going to give my Battleground predictions um, at the end of the Raw results. Um, if anybody else has um, a difference in who they think might win, I am live in the chatty. So um, those of you listening on Spreaker.com, uh, feel free to hit me up in the chatty if you have any feedback uh, to all my iHeart listener radio, iHeart radio listeners. Sorry, I can't talk tonight. Um, feel free to email me or Skype me. My Skype is happy show. That is H A P P Y dot S K I T Z O show. So feel free to Skype me or, like I said. Feel free to email me M as in mint, B as in berry, C as in crunch, MBC42069 at gmail.com. Um, and let me know your guys' um, battleground predictions as well. Um, up next, 
was Brie Bella versus Paige. Um, she have she may have managed to chip the armor of Team Bella last week. Uh, not last week, the week before on Raw, but Paige isn't exactly back back on top of the world just yet. The diva, of, the so-called diva of tomorrow, got a crack at Brie Bella on Raw with no. Um, Divas yet to join her cause against the Divas division. Um, they think they run the Divas division, that being the Bellas. Um, she failed in Nikki Bella's numbers game, even as she had Brie exactly where she wanted her. After Brie missed the mark with her second rope drop, drop kick, Nikki and Alicia Fox climbed up onto the apron, each absorbing a strike from Paige that allowed Brie a moment to recover and plant her opponent with a face buster. Um, after the deed was done, both Alicia Fox and Nikki took turns using their finishing maneuvers on a falling page before... Um, Standing over holding the Divas title. Um, so Brie Bella defeated Paige. And. Uh, the Divas division. Is. Um, is becoming a little more interesting. I say this. Um, I've been saying this every week. The Divas division is getting. Getting better and better. Um, it's not. Not quite. To the same level as it used to be. Um, but slowly and surely. It's getting there. Um, I was watching the new Total Divas earlier tonight. Yes I watched Total Divas. Um, no I'm not ashamed to admit that. Because that show is awesome. Um, but Nikki Bella is on a mission to become. The, the female John Cena. Um, she, she has the. Um, it's driving her to bring the Divas division back to what it used to be, and I applaud her for that. Definitely, um, the Divas division needs something. Um, she even said it, I wish I had the clip, um, where she was saying that the Divas matches used to be, uh, people would say when the Divas match was on, time to go get your popcorn, hit up the merchandise booth, go take a piss, um, you in my uh, previous episodes, if you go back to some of my older stuff, you'd hear, hear me say that uh, the Divas matches were sleeper matches. Um, most of the time, that's what I would do. I would sleep during the Divas match um, or go get a snack, something, change the channel uh, because the Divas match matches were um, absolute rubbish. But now... Um, People are sticking around for the Divas matches. Uh, people ain't changing the channels as much. Um, so I applaud the the WWE women's division for stepping their game up. Um, trying to change change things around. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a Divas hardcore match again. Like the one between... I talked about this last week. The match between Trish Stratus and um, 
Victoria at Survivor Series. I believe it was in 2001. It was the same year that they had the very first Elimination Chamber match. And um, that was, if you had to um, use one Divas match as an example of what the Divas division should be today, that match would be it. Because they took it to the extreme. Um, Trish Stratus will always be one of my favorite divas of all time. Um, my top five divas, Trish Stratus, Lita, Tori Wilson. Um, I've become a, a pretty big Paige fan. She's um, awesome. And I will absolutely always my number one um, shit. I don't know if she I like her more than Trish Stratus or not, but AJ Lee is in my top five as well because um like cm punk said it best i dig crazy chicks and um aj lee definitely was a crazy chick um my heart is still broken um that um she had to retire um hopefully one day um we will see aj lee back in the squared circle um when that happens I'm going to go all fanboy and just freaking, uh, you would think that I was at WrestleMania watching The Undertaker um, or something like that. Like, I would, I would super rage. Um, but moving on with some more raw results. Um, Sheamus went one-on-one versus... Roman Reigns, seeing as he's Mr. Money in the Bank and all, can Sheamus afford to put Bray Wyatt um, on retainer? The new face of fear has been the Celtic Warriors guardian angel for weeks now, um, specifically in contest against Roman Reigns. Wyatt didn't disappoint on Raw when it came time for his latest bail out of the Money in the Bank contract holder. The big dog had beaten Sheamus into the into the ropes when the Eater of Worlds made his move, distracting Reigns with a well-planned bit of um, theater in the form of a decoy. Wyatt, uh, he had only revealed his true self once Reigns had been uh, significantly distracted from his task. The diversion took Reigns out of the ring and handed the win via countout to Sheamus. Though the Irishman was hardly out of the woods, yet as Randy Orton picked the moment to strike out of nowhere, the Viper's return ended horribly for Mr. Money in the Bake. Orton hunted his enemy across the ring and finally finished him off with a long-awaited RKO. Um... Good to see Randy Orton back. Um, I don't know what the deal is with him lately. I haven't seen anything about him being injured, but he's been like coming and going. So um, I'm definitely going to look more into that. Hopefully Randy Orton um, is in top health and can get back into the title picture soon. Um, it's been It's been a hot minute since Randy Orton's been the champion and... I, I I can honestly say I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disappointed. 
if Randy Orton became the champion again. But we will see how how everything falls into place after SummerSlam. Um, because like I said, the whole um, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar thing is looking like it's going to be stretched to SummerSlam. So when the smoke clears from SummerSlam, uh, maybe we have a fresh um, number one contender. Um, some people might argue that Randy Orton wouldn't necessarily be considered a fresh um, number one contender, uh, but I don't. There's not too many people that I can see stepping up into the uh, the championship role as of right now, um, except for maybe Cesaro. Um, I would love to see Cesaro get a, um, a shot at the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, I've said this before on the show. They've kind of they've kind of given him the raw end of the stick as of late because um, he's he's badass, um, and they had him teamed up with Tyson Kidd and stuff like that. Um, I think they were really good, a, a very, very good um, tag team together. But in case anybody didn't hear, Tyson Kidd suffered a, a near-death injury. Um, I don't know if it was on a live show or if it was during a house show. I had the article pulled up earlier, but I seem to have lost it. Um but he landed on his neck wrong, and um, they told him he is very, very lucky to be alive. If Tyson Kidd wasn't in the physical shape that he is in, he would have died. Only 5% of people that suffered the same injury survived. So he is very, very lucky to have um, came out of it. Um, it is it is unclear how long it is before he he will return if he does return um there is no there's no uh, set time of a comeback for him as of right now so um best wishes to Tyson Kidd may he have a, a speedy recovery um he's kinda got a, a shit 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 stick his career as well um, he is very talented um, trained in the heart dungeon um, married to Natalia whose father is Jim the Anvil Nightheart um, her uncle is Bret Hart he is surrounded uh, by some of the best wrestlers of all time um, so he is very 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 talented um, I just think maybe if he would have spent a little more time in NXT and developed himself a little bit better, they might have been able to give him a better push. But we will see um, over time what will happen. Up next on Monday Night Raw on July 6th was Rusev came out with his Hoski Summer Ray um, flipping their lips. Um, Um, insulting the fans, insulting Lana, yada yada yada. Um, Dolph Ziggler came out, um, 
gave Lana a big smooch to rub it in Rusev's face that Dolph Ziggler is Mr. Steel Yo Girl, and Lana is absolutely smoking. Um, I see the picture right here from Monday Night Raw, and Lana is gorgeous. Um, needless to say, this did not end very well for Dolph Ziggler. Rusev proceeded to lay the smack down on him with a crutch, um, beat the hell out of him, then kicked him in the face with um, that that boot he had on his supposedly broken ankle. Um, he proceeded to take the boot off, showing that his ankle is now 100% healed. Um, used the other crutch and beat Dolph Ziggler some more before the the refs came in to try to stop it and hauled him off. The last we saw, Dolph Ziggler was being... The paramedics were down at ringside, so I smell a Rusev versus Dolph Ziggler match here pretty soon. Um, I don't know what kind of stipulation I'd want to see these two in. Um, I'd kind of like to see him in a submission match. Um, there for a while, Dolph Ziggler was um, putting everybody down with that, that badass uh, sleeper hold he has. So maybe he can get back to using that. Um, who knows? We know Rusev uses that accolade, a submission hold. And yeah, I think a submission match would be very interesting between these two. Um, but real quick, let me give a shout out to Polly B who just popped up in the chatty. How's it going, man? He says, what's up tonight? Um, not much, man. Just recapping Raw. Um, got a couple other things after the Raw results that I want to talk about. Got some some people I want to um, give a big middle finger to. Stone Cold style. But I will get into all that here very shortly. Moving on with the Raw results. Up next was Dean Ambrose versus Bo Dallas. And I absolutely hate Bo Dallas. His voice, the, his, his stupid freaking face. Um, I just want to bitch slap him. I give, I give anybody, anybody mad props if they can... Um, actually stomach more than five minutes of hearing Bo Dallas talk. I would literally, every time I'd watch NXT and Bo Dallas would come out, I would fast forward his segments just so I didn't have to hear him. Um, can't believe! He reminds, um, that high squeaky little voice that he has reminds me of, uh, Paul Bearer. And, but that, that's kind of an insult to Paul Bearer right there. Um, Paul Bearer was way more badass than Bo Dallas could ever be. But anywho, you would have to be a lunatic to mistake Dean Ambrose for a Bo Lever. 
but Bo Dallas certainly had his supporters in the second city um, who spurred him on during uh, a strong um, effort against the former U.S. champion on Raw with dueling chants of Let's Go Ambrose and We Believe spurring him on the one-time NXT um, champion muscled Ambrose to the ground and treated himself to a victory lap that turned out to be both ill-advised and premature as Dean Ambrose roared back from his deficit with a flying elbow uh, rebounded with a lariat followed by Dirty Deeds and that was all she wrote um, I don't know I don't know what was going on with the with the people in Chicago they um, it is always a crazy crazy crowd when they roll through Chicago but Who would chant? Ah, I, just, I don't get it. Who would chant? We believe. Uh, I guess they're Justin Bieber fans too, or something. If, uh, they're believers and believers. Cause they're little, they're them little twinks, the little fanboys who um, think Bo Dallas is actually a good wrestler. There is. Here's another rumor for you guys. Um, they are talking about reuniting Bray Wyatt with Eric Rowan and Harper um, and also adding three new members to the Wyatt family. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the previous episode. I, I completely brain farted. If you have heard me talk about this, um, then I'm just going to refresh people on it. But the three other members that they're possibly talking about adding to the Wyatt family are the Ascension um, which I think the Ascension would do very very well with uh, the Wyatt family the Ascension already has that that creepiness to them um, I really really enjoyed the Ascension when they were on NXT I think the creative team kind of um, shafted them when they moved them over onto the main roster um, but I think that the Wyatt family, along with the Ascension, could possibly be the new um, the new Ministry of Darkness. Um, all of them are very creepy. I've said this before that Bray Wyatt is definitely the new face of fear in the WWE. That match uh, between him and The Undertaker at WrestleMania... Um, to me, symbolized Undertaker passing the torch onto Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has a very bright future in the WWE um, if he can stay healthy and the creative team don't si decide to bury Bray Wyatt. Um, I think that'd be a very, very stupid move on the WWE's part to bury Bray Wyatt because he is... Um, um, He's he's a he's a monster, man. Uh, there's I can't even think of the proper words to describe Bray Wyatt. He's um, 
he's one of the people when he picks up the mic, you shut the hell up and you listen to what what he's gonna say. Um, there's very very few people in the WWE today um, that have that talent. Um, some of the people in the past, The Rock, Stone Cold, um, whenever they picked a mic up, you knew to shut the hell up because they were gonna whatever they said was gonna be pure gold. CM Punk, um, CM Punk. Uh, you heard him week in after week out dropping uh, his quote-unquote pipe bombs in the ring. Um, CM Punk, I give him all the credit. I'm still, I'm still a little um, sore that um, things ended the way they did between him and WWE. We're still waiting on his um, UFC debut, um, which I'm really starting to doubt will ever happen. So, um, CM Punk, bring your ass back to uh, WWE. Um, they need you back, man. Um, I would love to see him come in and just um, be the iceberg to the authorities' Titanic. Just fucking sink him. Um, but the third member that they were talking about adding to the Wyatt family is um, Bo Dallas. Um, if this is true, I think this is absolutely rubbish. I'm going to call it call it exactly that. A big, steamy pile of rubbish. Um, I, I, I can't even think of how Bo Dallas would even remotely fit in with the Wyatt family. He don't Unless he's like, uh, unless Bray Wyatt just completely mind, mind twisted him and made him his little, his little puppet. I can see Bo, uh, Bray Wyatt doing some, doing some creepy crap like that. But, but other than that, him completely manipulating and using Bo Dallas, I don't see how he can bring anything to the Wyatt family. Um, um, that's all. That's really all I can say about that. Bo Dallas. I don't think he has a has a good place in the in the Wyatt family. Um, if it, anybody if anybody has any opinions on that, what do you think? Let me know. Hit me up on in the chatty on Skype. Email me. Um, I've given it out a couple times. I'll give out my Skype and everything again here in a minute. Um, how do you guys see Bo Dallas possibly fitting in with the Wyatt family? Do you think it is absolute rubbish like me? Or does someone does someone see the silver lining in the in the cloud here? Because maybe I'm Maybe I'm just blinded by my absolute hate for Bo Dallas that that I can't see. Maybe I missed something when he was on NXT. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am. But anywho, next up on Raw was King Barrett going one-on-one -on -one with our troops. Um. 
have the trials of King Barrett finally come to an end after weeks of torment at the hands of our truth aka <laughs> I can't even talk aka the self-proclaimed king of what's up the 2015 king of the ring finally bull hammered his way to a much needed victory over the our truth on raw all this to Despite an effort from R-Truth that seemed like it was bound to end in another miracle win uh, for the would-be king, but the former U.S. champion mistakenly took to the air after evading a first bull hammer. Um, that landed him square in the path of a second elbow to the face, and that's how this match ended. Uh, our truth man, that dude is a clown. Um, if anybody has been completely buried alive in their career, it is it is our truth. I don't know how he has still um, survived this long. WWE, he's he hasn't been. Well, he was in the. We've seen him in a couple like. Um, elimination chambers and stuff like that, but I don't think anybody in their right mind even had a, a second thought of R-Truth possibly winning any of those matches. Um, he's he's a clown. He's he, um, he's what they call a jobber in all sense of the word. A jobber, in case you guys. Um, aren't familiar with some of the wrestling um, um, I can't I can't even talk <laughs> um, a jobber is someone who is used to push over the bigger stars um, like when Ryback was first uh, came out doing his feed me more and he broke away from the Nexus and all that um, he, they would have him in like two on one handicap matches or three on one and he would absolutely destroy these little no name guys those guys are what you consider a jobber R-Truth is a jobber um, he's used uh, to help boost the bigger uh, the bigger stars um, Bray Wyatt or, sorry Bray Wyatt King Barrett um, I think uh, Wade Barrett deserves deserves a good push. Um, he is he is a douchebag, um, very much so. But he is a very good uh, bad guy. Um, I won't I won't ever deny that Wade Barrett is a very talented wrestler. He he gets the job done. He has been. Um, cursed with injuries and stuff. Um, almost every time he's gotten a title run, it's been short-lived due to injury or something coming up. Um, same with Dolph Ziggler. Um, both of them, um, I think, will be future world heavyweight champions um, if they can stay healthy long enough. Um, Dolph Ziggler, I've said this plenty of times on here as well, I believe he is the next Shawn Michaels. Um, he knows how to steal the show. The crowd absolutely loves him. They interact good with him. 
Um, and Wade Barrett, he's uh, he's that guy you love to hate. Um, he is a very good heel. Um, there's a there's a lot of wrestlers like Kevin Owens. Um, sometimes you just you gotta love a bad guy, and I cheer I cheer for Kevin Owens. I uh, I am a huge John Cena fan. A lot of you know this, um, but I am giving the edge to Kevin Owens um, at Battleground. But next up on Raw, uh, earlier in the show, they had a little scene where you see Seth Rollins talking to Triple H, asking him for some advice on what to do about Brock Lesnar. He said, uh, Triple H told Rollins that he should be worried about what's going to happen at Battleground. Seth Rollins went on to tell him that he had Battleground in the bag already and asked Triple H what his advice would be. Um, for dealing with him on Monday Night Raw. Triple H said um, a smart man would stay far enough, uh, would just avoid Lesnar, get away from him. But Triple H said that Seth Rollins needed to make a statement. Um, when Raw kicked off when Lesnar and Heyman were in the ring, um, Paul Heyman said that the 11th commandment was... Um, thou shalt not intentionally provoke the beast Brock Lesnar. So Triple H told Seth Rollins that he needed to um, piss off Brock Lesnar and get him get him enraged so that um, possibly at Battleground he'll be so enraged that he'll make a mistake that Seth Rollins can capitalize on. So Seth Rollins, along with... Um, uh, JJ Security um, went out to the ring. Seth Rollins was out there, trash talking in the ring. Um, um, he had JJ out there with axe handles as equalizer. Um, he had an axe handle as well. So they were trying to to arm themselves for a possible encounter with Brock Lesnar. Um, Lesnar came out and absolutely destroyed the new Cadillac that Seth Rollins had given J&J Security. He took axes. He had two big-ass um, axes and busted out the windows of the Cadillac, um, put a hole in the side of the door. He actually ripped one of the doors off the car. Um, you heard me talk about this last week on the show. Um, there was an incident during the segment. Lesnar took the car door and threw it. Part of the car door actually went to the crowd and hit a fan. The fan was not hurt. Nothing like that happened. Um, when they showed it in slow-mo, you've seen the actual car door went off where it was supposed to. Part of the panel of the inside of the door flew off, and that's what hit the fan in the audience. Um, after he um, absolutely tore apart their Cadillac, um, JJ came down trying to um, beat on Brock Lesnar. Um, Lesnar proceeded to shatter Jamie Noble's arm with a Kimura lock, but he also inducted 
Joey Mercury into Suplex City by belly to bellying the former tag team champion through the windshield of the Cadillac. Rollins, meanwhile, um, got out of Dodge while the getting was good. Um, Lesnar um, tried to rush the ring, but Seth Rollins uh, fled through the crowd. Once again, proving that he gives no shits at all about his security team. Um, he was boasting about how he reunited the authority and yada, yada, yada. But he let he let us, Jamie Noble get his arm shattered and Mercury put through the windshield of, his, of their Cadillac. Um, that was probably one of my favorite parts of um, last week's Raw. Um, he made... He made that, um, he made that caddy his bitch. Um, up next, the New Day took on the Lucha Dragons, um, in some tag team action. If there's anything that the New Day needed after their encounter with the Brock Lesnar, it was a morale-boosting win to carry them into Battleground. And they got just that on Raw, knocking off the Lucha Jack Dragons while the primetime players watched from the commentary table. With Titus O'Neil taking over commentary duties, um, the Dragons can, can, I can't even get all tongue-tied again. Sorry about all that tonight. I'm getting all, all tongue-tied and whatnot. Um, it was Wood, Xavier Woods who ended up being the deciding factor in the match when Sin Cara and Calistro took, took flight with synchronized suicide dives against all three members of the New Day. Calisto um, hit his mark with Big E, but Woods moved uh, Kingston out of harm's way and the international sensation crashed onto the ground. As Big E rid himself of Kalisto, his teammates helped him haul Sin Cara back into the ring, um, thus ending the match. And the New Day picked up the win over the Lucha Dragons. Um, um, I absolutely hate the New Day. I think Big E Langston could be doing so much more uh, big things. Um, He's one of them other, he's another person that the creative team in WWE um, gave the old shaft to uh, Biggie Langston. I think, I would love to see him and Ryback fight for the Intercontinental title. Both of them very big men. Um, hopefully Biggie Langston gets tired of um, being a little cheerleader doing his little New Day Sucks clap. Um, same with Kofi Kingston. He is he is way better um, than what they what they give him. Um, finally, the night would end with the United States Champion John Cena having ran oh, hold on. having lost his title his NXT Championship to. Uh, Baylor, um, Kevin Owens came back from Japan a few pounds lighter 
um, thanks to that NXT title lost in the Far East. Um, so in a reversal of last week's last week's fake out, the fuming brawler attempted to jump the line and answer John Cena's open challenge in Raw's final bout. Um, but turnbout is fair play, and it was the champ who. Um, see this. The way they word, worded this article is weird. Um, Kevin Owens came out and said that since he um, is no longer the NXT champion, um, he doesn't just want the U.S. title; he needs it, and. He said he wasn't going to wait until Battleground and um, said he was going to uh, fight John Cena for the U.S. title um, on Raw. But that would not happen as Antonio Cesaro came out um, claiming that Kevin Owens uh, cost him the United States champion and told him, Pretty much get the hell out of the ring or you're not only going to have a problem with Cena, you're going to have a problem with me. Um, the King of Swing sees the opportunity um, and got his title match with John Cena. This match was absolutely amazing. Um, one of the best John Cena matches I've seen in a very long time. Also proving that Antonio Cesaro definitely is championship material. Um, this was a back and forth match. Um, uh, both of them were kicking out of each other's finishers. Um, um, and the near falls begin to pile up. Cesaro went for a high risk uh, second rope neutralizer, which Cena barely. Uh, was able to counter into a second rope attitude adjustment for the win. After the bell, Owens made his return, um, and he tried to ambush a weakened Cena, but ended up getting an AA of his own. Um, and the champ is still here. Um, John Cena defeated Cesaro, um, got the edge on Kevin Owens leading in the battleground, um, and... Just wow, that match was the highlight of Raw next to Brock Lesnar destroying the Cadillac. Um, Antonio Cesaro blew my mind. I knew he was an amazing wrestler, but there's not a lot of people out there that can take John Cena to that to the limit like he did. Um, that's why I'm hoping that the the big the big wigs in WWE are just like holy shit, and maybe maybe we were wrong about Cesaro. Maybe we shouldn't have shafted him and buried him. Um, get him in some kind of title picture um, soon, whether it be the Intercontinental Championship or um, if if um, Kevin Owens does pick up the United States Championship, I would love to see. A possible feud between him and Cesaro. Um, Cesaro was on NXT for a while as well. Um, I don't know if those two ever um, got to fight each other on NXT. If someone knows, because I've just recently started getting more into NXT. Um, I'm kicking myself in the ass for it because 
I've obviously missed a lot of good stuff. NXT, if you haven't got a chance to watch it, um, you are missing out because a lot of times NXT is better than better than SmackDown, um, better than Raw sometimes, and um, um, I give Triple H mad props. That is his little, um, that's his brain baby right there, and um, he has done amazing things with NXT. I can't wait to see some of the the big NXT stars move over to the main roster and see how they do there. Um, as for the email that I received from, um, that I was reading at the beginning of the show, I completely agree that John Cena and Samoa Joe would make a beast of a tag team um, and possibly let them win the tag team championship, um, have them hold it for a while, and then lead it up to a feud between John Cena and Samoa Joe. Um, that would be pretty awesome as well, in my opinion. Um, I just completely brain farted. Um, Samoa Joe is, if you've never seen him on TNA, um, like I said last week, go YouTube some um, um, some of his old matches because he is he is uh, what they called Brock Lesnar when he first started the next big thing. Um, so the main roster should definitely. Be on alert as soon as Samojo hops off of NXT onto the main roster because all hell is going to break loose. Um, speaking of um, old wrestlers and stuff like that, I kind of talked about this on last week's show. Um, some, um, some TNA stars that I would like to see come to the WWE. But tonight, I'm going to talk about 10 wrestling returns that would improve WWE TV. Number 10, bring back Shelton Benjamin. Um, we see week in, week out, John Cena doing his U.S. Open Challenge. I would love to see Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin come back and accept one of those. Um, he was part of the world's greatest tag team. Uh, he was mentored by Kurt Angle, tag teamed with Charlie Haas. Uh, they were, speaking of uh, the tag team division, when it was legit, um, Haas and Benjamin were, um, a lot of people didn't like them, but they, they dominated the tag team division. Um, I would like to see him sign some type of uh, deal like Rhino has in NXT that would um, be kind of worthwhile too just to see him back in the WWE ring. Um, and if John Cena is in the mood to have a really athletic matches, bringing back Shelton Benjamin is a great idea. Um, amazingly enough, Benjamin on Raw would likely get some longtime WWE, WWE eyes back into the product. These days, WWE should seriously be attempting to get as many of its longtime fans invested in the product again, just as the company did before pushing into the Attitude Era. Having um, diehards on board with WWE's creative direction is important. Um, you've heard me say it a lot during the show about the, the creative team. 
um, not not listening to what the fans want. I've talked about it um, um, last week on the show and stuff. Um, I'd like to see Sting have a bigger a bigger role after that very disappointing loss at WrestleMania. Um, even if it's just as a manager, I think Sting joining the Wyatt family would be pretty badass too. Screw Bo Dallas, put Sting in the Wyatt family. That that would put asses in seats all day. Um, they're saying that him versus Sting versus Kevin Owens. Um, don't quite know about that. Um, Kevin Owens is very young. He still has a lot, lot left in his career. I think, I think Kevin Owens would absolutely destroy Sting. Um, whoever wrote this article is. Um, that's good points, but um, I think Sting in a more of a mani- manager position um, um, would be the best use for him. Um, Polly B just asked, what are they doing with Sting? Um, as of right now, they are doing absolutely nothing with Sting. There's talks of possibly having him pop up around Survivor Series, um, doing something around then, and possibly, possibly um, having his final match at next year's WrestleMania. But as of right now, um, his match against Triple H was his last match ever. if that is the case, even more reason that I'm upset that he lost at WrestleMania. It was a damn good match. Um, you heard me talk about this in my post-WrestleMania show. Um, when I had Nick Solomon on on the show. Um, I think... I, I understand what they what they were doing. They were kind of burying the hatchet between the whole WCW um, WWE thing, um, but I think Triple H that was a lot more uh, or more of Triple H's ego than anything. Um, he wanted the final say. Um, I don't think I don't think um, there was ever um, any any chance that Sting would win that match. Um, it's kind of kind of screwed up to say, but um, Triple H does have an ego the size of Texas. Everybody knows that. Um, Hopefully, we will see. um, There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of talk of Undertaker versus um, Sting at next year's WrestleMania, and it being both of their final matches. Um, That right there will sell out WrestleMania um, super quick, especially if it's uh, both of their last matches. Um, and I agree that it does suck that um, about Sting, and yes, he is one of the best of all time. He was the 
He was the captain of WCW. He went down with the ship like a good captain would. Um, probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He is... Um, you can't think professional wrestling without thinking Sting. Um, there's just... There's names that automatically pop up when you say um, professional wrestling. You think Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, Sting... Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. Um, those are the people that um, our children's children's children will still know because they just made such an impact in the, in the, in the world of wrestling that no one can ever, um, ever deny. Um, next up, number eight um, of wrestling returns that would improve WWE TV um, is Chris Masters. They're saying, why doesn't The Miz have Chris Masters as his bodyguard as part of his quote-unquote Hollywood act? Um, they're saying it's far beyond comprehension why he doesn't have Chris Masters as a bodyguard. Um, the Miz is a movie star and to amplify his Diva, he, he should totally have a bodyguard that he uses during his WWE appearances. Um, most celebrities do have bodyguards, so I can see how that would definitely um, be able to play in. Um, and he would have him as his bodyguard during WWE appearances and who would fight his battles when he is not able to make live events. Um much as you saw when he had uh, Damian Sandow as his little stunt devil, um, Chris Masters was, um, he was a beast. I know there for a minute he got, um, there for a good minute he was suspended because, um, if you ever seen Chris Masters when he first started, he was like Scott Steiner big. He was, it was crazy. Um, but he was all juiced out on the roids, so he got suspended for that, and he came back. He was still big, but you can tell he wasn't on the roids. Um, that Chris Masters, in my opinion, would definitely be a good person to throw in the, the Intercontinental title picture. Um, he's a big man. Um, him and Ryback, him and Big Show, Biggie Langston... Um, have like the big monsters like that fighting for the Intercontinental title. I guarantee people um, will tune in to watch that. I just want to see a monster battle royal. Mark Henry, Big Show, Biggie Langston. Um, I would say Kane, but he's kind of a pussy, so I ain't gonna throw him in there. He's not a monster no more. Um, Throw Chris Masters in there if he came back and just have all these monsters fighting for the Intercontinental title. That would definitely bring some prestige back to it. Um, that's what they're looking to do um, to both U.S. title and Intercontinental. They're trying to bring the, the prestige back to it. And what better way to then have some, some straight-up monsters fighting for it. Um... I definitely agree with this next person. Uh, number seven, 
who would be a good return that would definitely improve WWE TV. That being Kurt Angle. Um, I am a huge Kurt Angle fan. Um, much like uh, Randy Orton, like Kevin Owens. Um, he's um, he's that guy you love to hate. He was such a douchebag, but he was so good at it. Um, and that's why I liked Kurt Angle. Um, I remember when uh, people, the, the audience would chant, what? You'd be talking, what? You still hear the crowd do that to this day. Those are, That's one of those catchphrases that will never die out. Um, kids nowadays are just like, why are we saying what? Uh, after everything they say. Um, not knowing that that's stone cold. But Kurt Abel would get so pissed off. Um, but I would definitely um, super rage. Um, like fanboy out if Kurt Angle returned. I was hoping that he would have, when his TNA contract um, expired, that he would have came back before John Cena beat Rusev at WrestleMania. I was hoping Kurt Angle would have came back to fight Rusev um, because he was the Olympic hero. He was all about. Um, he was the Captain America of WWE, um, and I think that would have made that storyline so much better um, than um, Cena versus Rusev. Um, we, everybody knows John Cena is all about the patriotic stuff. He was in the Marine. Um, yada, yada, yada. He does a lot of stuff for the troops. Uh, but he don't hold a candle to Kurt Angle. Um, I would love to see a, a submission match between Rusev and Kurt Angle. Um, the ankle lock versus the accolade. Um, take my money now make that match happen um, I quoted that meme last week and I'll quote it again this week the picture of Fry from Futurama um, take my money um, make Kurt Angle versus Rusev a match and that is guaranteed guaranteed to put asses in chairs um I've said Kurt Angle um, had some of the best matches ever in WWE. Um, one of my favorite was him versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania uh, when Brock Lesnar tried to do that shoot and star press and ended up giving himself a concussion, but he still went on to win the match. Um, that match will forever. Um, one of my favorite Wrestlemania moments um, up next is um, shoot I don't even know how many people remember this guy I barely remember him um, but he was I want to say in 2006 there were two Highly talented foreign junior heavyweights competed in New Japan Pro Wrestling. One was Prince Devitt, who of course later became Finn Balor, um, who is the new NXT champion right now. The other was Lokai, who in WWE became Kaval, um, and was released in 2010. Um, the two performers shared a lot in common. Um, and their wrestling styles. The idea that Caval and Finn Balor may never wrestle in WWE um, 
it's quite unfortunate. Uh, we know Finn Balor is in WWE right now, but um, him and Caval would have made a damn good um, tag team. Um, the concept that Balor has excelled while Caval um, floundered says everything about just how much WWE has changed their opinion on internationally renowned and independent wrestlers. Caval was one of the people who were a flash in the pan. Uh, maybe, maybe um, some way they can pull him on the NXT, um, revamp him, get him um, either in a feud with um, Finn Balor for the NXT Championship, or uh, whenever they move up to um, the main roster, have them throw them into the tag team division. Um, I've been, this has been like a big topic for the last couple weeks, um, that being the tag team division needing to be um, revamped, because it's it's stale, it really is, and there's so many like, badass wrestlers that they can team up and make it legit again. Um, number five, they said Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, um, he was really big in the Impact, um, Impact Wrestling, TNA, um, the last little bit, um, we saw him in, um, way back in the day in WWF, um, busting guitars over people's heads and stuff, um, I personally wouldn't, wouldn't really care to see Jeff Jarrett come back, um, he's up there, uh, in age, I think, they should stop trying to bring back so many of the old wrestlers that are past their prime and focus on the new guys who um, will be the future of the WWE. Um, um, it's good to see the old the old wrestlers and stuff like that, um, but don't give them a bigger push than the new guys who are there every single week trying to bust their ass for a break and end up getting buried um, like number four. And I completely agree. I would love to see Drew McIntyre come back. Um, he was um, um, dubbed the chosen one by Vince McMahon when he first started. Um, Vince McMahon guaranteed he would be a future uh, WWE champion, which never came to fruition. Um, but again, that was that was creative teams, um, dumbassness on that. Um, I think he was very talented, and they let that go to waste. Um, um, where was I? Um, I know a lot of people will probably agree with me. Um, I'm reading some of the comments here on this article. Um, a lot of people on here agree that they would love to see Drew McIntyre come back. Um, and hopefully, if they ever do bring him back, they won't bury him because he was a badass. Um, I do not agree with number three, um, bringing Hulk Hogan back. Um, we've seen him pop up here and there over the last uh, few months and stuff, but 
Hulk Hogan is washed up. Um, his knees are pretty much blown out. Um, there's really not much much he can do. There's talks of having him versus John Cena at this coming up, coming up WrestleMania. Um, if that's the case, we might see Hulk Hogan die in the ring. Um, John Cena is, I wouldn't say in his prime, he may, um, but he is, compared to Hulk Hogan, John Cena is in his prime. Um, that, that would be like we, like Brock Lesnar did to John Cena last year, SummerSlam. Um, John Cena would absolutely decimate Hulk Hogan. Uh, number two on this list, I completely agree. Uh, bring John Morrison back. John Morrison, a.k.a. Um, Johnny Nitro. He tagged up with Joey Mercury back in the day. They were Eminem. Um, uh, John Morrison, he had that, um, what was his finisher? The Starship Pain. He was a badass. I don't know why they ever released him. He would definitely be a very good um, wild card for either the United States or the Intercontinental Championship um, picture. Um, if not, I would have loved to see him in the as WWE champion. He was very talented. Um, the crowd... The crowd absolutely loved him, so I don't, I don't know where where things went wrong. And number one on this list, um, and I kind of agree and disagree with it, um, and that is bringing back Mick Foley. Um, Mick Foley is up there in age. I would, however, um, be lying if I said I would not love to see. One more um, just absolute brutal hardcore match with Mick Foley. Um, who would I want to see him fight? That is a very hard question. Um, I have no idea who on the roster right now I'd want to see Mick Foley fight. The last great uh, Mick Foley match that I remember watching was him versus Edge at WrestleMania. Um, that I believe is WrestleMania 21, um, and that match was absolutely brutal. I'd want to see, I want to see the thumbtacks come out again. Um, bring out Barbie, his his two by four wrapped in barbed wire. Um, who who do you guys think? I want some. If you um, if anybody emails me this week, um. Include this in the feedback. Who do you guys want to see Mick Foley face? Um, and tell me why. And I will read them out on next week's show. But this is going to do it for this week's um, WWE Talk. I will be back next week for some more Raw results. Um, some more rumors and stuff like that. And as always, I'll, I'll hop down the rabbit hole and get off on a ton of other topics. Um, hit me up on Skype, happy.schizoshow. Um, 
feel free to email me at mbc42069 at gmail.com. To all my iHeartRadio listeners, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. To all my Spreaker listeners, thank you guys as well. Polly B, thank you for being in the chatty tonight. Um, hopefully we start getting more people in this damn chatty. Um, I I love interacting with with the listeners. So if you're on Spreaker, if you're listening to me on iHeartRadio, pop on the Spreaker, get in this damn chatty. And um, any any topic you guys throw in there, as long as it's wrestling related, I will talk about it on air. Um and to all the people who will be listening on Truth Porn Militia later on tonight, um, thank you as well. Um, don't forget to download the iHeartRadio app um, and listen to all my previous shows. You guys are awesome. And until next time, take care of each other and yourselves. I'm Happy the Clown, a.k.a. Sean B., And I will see you guys next time on an all-new WWE Talk.
Voice gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Offer 3120 restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. New business customers only limited Comcast Business Internet. 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay. Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because beyond a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com.